A very good afternoon to you. How are you since we last met? How did you spend your Valentine's? By the way, were you able to take yourself out? Anyway, however you decided to spend your Valentine, I hope you had a good time and I hope you are able to remember that God loves you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. This is the Musings Diary where we talk everyday life in line with the word of life. My name is Vivian Karibuni Sana. Martin Luther King once narrated and said this in an article called Loving Your Enemies. He said, To our most bitter opponents we say, We shall match your capacity to inflict suffering by our capacity to endure suffering. We shall meet your physical with soul force. Do to us what you will, and we shall continue to love you. Powerful statements right there. Matthew 5 from verse 43 to 44, Jesus speaking, he says this, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. These are instructions from Christ. Christ is telling us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. He is saying that those are the qualifications that will cause us to be children of our Father in heaven. Christ himself emulated that. He loved his enemies and he prayed for those who persecuted him. Can you imagine at the cross, Jesus looking at the people who betrayed him and said, My God, forgive them for they know not what they do. The flip side of it, if Jesus decided to go with the feelings he had at that moment, he would say, my God, kill them so they may know my power. But he decided to forgive the worst of enemies he had, people who took his life, people who put his dignity and his power on the line, people who even caused his own father, his own father to desert him. He said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Here he is telling us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. It is hard. It actually seems and looks very impractical. How can Jesus say this? How can he tell this to a mother whose child has been molested? How can it say this to an employee at the verge of retirement and is suddenly laid off? How can he say this to that husband or that wife who killed the wife or the husband? How can Jesus say or tell us to love our enemies, thinking about that cattle rustler who decides to break into homes and torch houses out of a cold 
and bitter heart. How can Jesus say this? Does he even know what these people are going through? Does he even care? That child has been molested. Her life has been turned around for good. Her innocence has been taken away and cannot be returned. Yet Jesus is telling us in all sincerity as a command that we should love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us so that we may be his children. As hard as it seems, Jesus understands the hardship. Jesus understands that it is not easy. But he wants us to differentiate ourselves from the pagans. He wants us to see that even he himself does not discriminate. The sun he causes to shine on everyone. The rain he causes to pour down on everyone. How will the pagans know that we are Christians if we behave the same way? If we decide to greet our friends alone or the people who are close to us and discriminate against those we feel are our enemies or those we feel we don't love enough? He asks, do not even pagans do that? If you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? If I want to bring someone to Christ, my actions will preach to that someone more effectively than my words. If this person is watching me carrying hatred and bitterness towards another, what Christ am I preaching? What Christ is this? Because Christ himself loved his enemies to the point of death. The highest picture being his dying on the cross. He died for sinners. He died for those who said, crucify him. Yet he healed them. He delivered them. He provided for them. He broke chains for them. At the end of the day, they shouted, crucify him. And instead of saying on that cross, kill them, O God, so they may know my power, he said, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Perfect example of love for enemies. Jesus Christ is speaking and telling us to love our enemies as well. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 38 to 40, he goes on to say, You have heard that it was said, Eye for an eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, guess what you should do? Turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. Do good to those who do evil. Do good to those who do not deserve it. Reach out to those that are unreachable. Christ is the perfect example of this. Perfect example. Just to let us know that this is not a small matter. I read a story of a priest who had to resign because she felt she was holding bitterness and forgiveness in her heart. She couldn't see herself standing on that altar anymore, holding such a grudge. She had to resign and deal with herself first, so that she comes back to that altar. Are you one of those people who feel that you are righteous than thou, who feel that you deserve that altar, yet in your heart is a grudge too heavy to bear? How about you step aside? And let God deal with that situation. 
How about you turn the mic off and turn your ear up and listen to the voice of this God speaking to you and dealing with your emotions. When your enemy slaps you, give the other cheek. When there's someone who's ready to sue you and take your shirt off, give the coat. Give the coat. Give the coat. When you feel like you can't do it anymore, remember Christ. Forgive them for they know not what they do. I want you to picture your enemy for a moment. Picture him or her for a moment. Look at the wrinkles on his or her face. Picture his or her mom or dad, husband or wife, fiancé or fiancé. See them. See your enemy, how he walks. Try to picture that person. See their vulnerability. See where they are scared. If you allow yourself to see what is hateful about them, you may catch a glimpse of where the hatefulness come from. Seeing the hurt they cause you, you may see the hurt they cause themselves. Guess what? These people are as human as you are. There is no difference. These are people who can do very hateful things before the eyes of men. But when they close that door and sit in their room or sit with themselves for a minute, they break down. They break down sincerely, but they cannot help themselves. They are bent towards what they do because of the hate they harbor inside. Think of that for a moment. These people are human, and as human as they are, you are human too. The blood that is flowing in your vein is the same blood that is flowing in their vein. The heart that is beating 72 times per minute is the same heart that beats in them 72 times per minute. Thinking of it this way will draw you to prayer even for a short time, and that in itself is a huge breakthrough. That in itself moves you from hate towards your enemies to love for your enemies. Whether you faced them or not, think of them as human as you are. Bless your enemies, no cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they are happy. Share tears when they are down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Make peace with everyone. Don't insist on getting even. God himself is saying, I'll do the judging. I'll take care of it. Our scripture tells us that if you see your enemy hungry, what should you do? Go buy that person lunch or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. By so doing, you heap burning coals upon his head. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. Bless your enemies, no 
The Bible says goodness should lead you to repentance. If you pay evil for evil, that person won't change. If you seek to revenge or avenge your enemy, your so-called enemy, that person cannot change. And I am a living testimony of that. Having been being estranged from my brother almost 11 years, I had to swallow my pride and do the needful that Christ instructed us. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I was wounded, I was beaten, I was battered, I was hurt, deeply hurt because this guy was my best friend. We grew up together, separation of only a year. That's the difference in age, only a year. So we grew up together technically, literally we did. By blood we are tied, yet he turned against me. And I was filled with so much bitterness and rage. I was ready to do anything to get him off my life. I even told him to his face that he is no longer my brother and I hated him. I told him I hated him and indeed that hatred was rooted in my heart whenever I saw him. I burnt with rage. I became so frustrated and so fearful whenever I was around him because I didn't know what would happen next. And someone came into my life and God used this someone. And this someone is my husband and told me, how about I take the higher road? Take the higher road, start by a greeting. Greet him. Say good morning. If he doesn't say anything, that's okay. You've done your part. And I did exactly that. And from that day, things turned around. I can pray for him joyfully. I feel for him as a human being whenever he's in pain and hurt. As opposed to back in the day, there's nothing I felt for him. Whether he was sick or not, I didn't feel anything because he inflicted pain, needless pain in my life. I didn't do anything to this guy to warrant the violence I received from my dear brother. But from the day I took that step and just asked God to help me do that which my husband, who was my fiancé then, my heart became lighter. My love for him grew stronger than before. And whenever I think about him, all that happens, I get so emotional. I get so moved. Because of the great love I have for my brother. That is the power of love for our enemies. Love for our enemies draws us to doing good. Draws us to living for others and not ourselves. At the end of the day, who wins? We both win. We are friends. We are good friends today. I can talk to him. I can hug him. We can discuss. We can laugh together. Hatred, bad, the goodness that God set for us. But love opened the gate to even better things. Love your enemies, my friends. As hard as it is, it is possible. I like what the Amplified says from Romans 12, 17 to 21. Just a snippet, it says, Take thought for what is right, gracious, and proper in the sight of everyone. Aim for what is above reproach. 
Someone somewhere is watching you how you behave. How you behave, someone is watching you. What are you doing? Are you behaving rightly? Are you gracious towards your enemy? Are you acting properly, you know? Not discriminating, living a life of peace and love. I tell you, if you harbor hatred in your heart, your days will seem dark, your nights will seem so long. I mean, your life just revolves around this person and this person's life is going on as usual. It's not worth it. Love your enemies, pray for them. And I'm wrapping this off on you so that you remember the fact that goodness leads us to repentance. Goodness leads us to repentance. And like Martin Luther King says, do to us what you will and we shall continue to love you. Love makes the difference. Love makes the difference. Oh God, oh my Father, what a reminder you have given us today to love our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us. Thank you, O God, for reminding us that love must be sincere, that we should hate what is evil and cling to what is good, that we should be devoted to one another in love, honoring one another above ourselves, never lacking in zeal, but keeping your spiritual fervor serving you, that always we should be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, and that you should always share with the Lord's people who are in need. Thank you, King of Glory, that you have even instructed us to bless those who persecute us, to bless them and not curse them, to always rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Thank you, King of Glory, for you have also reminded us to overcome evil with good. King of Glory, I ask for grace. It is not easy, we admit, it is not easy to take that high road. It is not easy, O oh God, to love our enemies. That is why we subject this issue to you, O oh God. Help us, lead us, guide us. Help us to live rightly. Help us to live lives that are above reproach. King of glory, let our lives be living testimonies of who you are. That even as we go ahead and preach Christ, let those we preach to see Christ in us and through us, O oh God. I thank you and I bless you for this session. Continue to be with my listeners. Grant the desires of their lives, O oh God. And I pray, King of glory, that you may meet each one of them at their point of need. Receive all the glory and honor. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
We cannot in all good conscience obey your unjust laws because non-cooperation with evil is as much a moral obligation as is cooperation with good. Throw us in jail and we shall still love you. Bomb our homes and threaten our children and we shall still love you. Send your hooded perpetrators of violence into our communities at the midnight hour and beat us, leave us half dead and we shall still love you. But be ye assured that we will wear you down by our capacity to suffer. One day we shall win freedom, but not only for ourselves, we shall so appeal to your heart and conscience that we shall win you in the process, and our victory will be a double victory. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Remember, lavish love goes all out to loving our enemies. God bless you. I hope and I pray that you have a lovely day ahead, a lovely week ahead. Let's see you again on Wednesday. Asantini sana for tuning in today. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.